Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. I am your host, Kelly Sparta. And I, yes, I still don't have another co-host. So <laughs> if you are new here, uh, start at episode one. If you are more in intermediate in terms of the work you've done, then you may want to start at episode 98. And if you're an advanced practitioner, start at episode 200. Uh, and today I have a guest again, Kathy. Thank you, God. She is here with me while I try and find a new co-host for the podcast as I'm fumbling my way through the process. And um, so Kathy Shiren is here again to talk with us. She's going to be here for the next few episodes. And then we do have a new co-host. I just got somebody signed on today. And so we have a new co-host that will be starting with us for the recording starting in March. Um, and uh, so keep an eye out for that. I'm going to give it a few days for that to settle before I make the announcement, <laughs> just in case. So, uh, but today uh, we're going to talk about spirit animals and how to work with them. Before we do that, though, you're you're in Michigan, right? Yes. See my my shirt backwards, yes. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so so you were snowed in the last time I talked to you. Um, you know, well, a little bit, not that long ago. How are things there now? Uh, well, it was good for the first part of February, and then uh, it snowed two inches an hour this morning. So in three hours, it laid down about six inches, a little more, of um, heavy snow. Um, fortunately, it's you know because it's heavy because it's warmer, and uh, and I have a contractor when you live in climates like this, and they come along and they plow the driveway. Yay! 
So, so I'm plowed out. It's still windy season here, but we actually had a record heat day, at least in terms of me being here. I don't know what the records are. I don't know where to find the records here. I live in freaking Panama. Who the hell knows where to find records on things, but, um, it was 33 degrees Celsius here, which is like 98 degrees, something like that. And we're at 3,500 feet. So that is not Bocate weather. That is David weather. That is like down by the water weather. We were walking around going, what's going on? I'm dying. Yeah, it was not good. But thankfully, the heat has broken and uh, we are back to our normal sunny and clear and windy and beautiful weather. So I am in a tank top and shorts, which doesn't suck. So, um, so yeah, you know, things are, things are moving on. Looks like I might be changing my karaoke night. Um, looks like they're going to discontinue the karaoke on Monday nights and shift it to, uh, maybe an afternoon on the weekend, which would actually be lovely for me (laughs) because then I don't have to mess up my sleep schedule every week. Um, but yeah, all of these things and more. I I had a very interesting experience. Um, I don't think we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, Just after, so I got a reading from Marissa Adele, who is, uh, she runs the Holistic Entrepreneurs group in Facebook. And she said, you're going to be a household name by the end of the year. And I'm like, oh shit. So now all of my fear of fame stuff is coming up and I'm going through all of my, my inner work around that and all of that stuff. And then a few days later, a random guy walks up to me at, at karaoke and says, you know, uh, I've been hearing about you everywhere. Everybody is talking about you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm just sitting here living my life. I don't, why, why are they talking about me? He's like, oh, well, you know, this lady came to karaoke the other night and, and she said that you were so kind and so encouraging and you got her to get up, get up and sing. And she suddenly realized that she was meant to be a singer and her whole life changed and she is off on a whole new trajectory now. And I'm like, well, shit, that's a lot. <laughs> Transformation <laughs> event horizon, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Kathy and I used to joke about this all the time where, when we were doing retreats, we, we would joke about needing to wear t-shirts that said warning transformation event horizon, keep back. Right. <laughs> so, Approach at your own risk. Right. <laughs> and so evidently I needed, I need a warning sign. So <laughs> that's always entertaining. So anyway, uh, but today we're going to talk about spirit animals and how to work with them. And uh, this is a topic that Kathy and I have both done sort of casually. We, 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 we have both worked with spirit animals at some point in time in our lives. Um, but it has not been a primary portion of, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily true for me. I do have things tattooed on my body, but um <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's been a little bit more present for me than it has been for you, but, um, not on as conscious a level as I think most people engage it. And so, you know, I'm going to just go into sort of the basics of what working with a spirit animal is. I, I think we did this in an earlier episode, like years and years and years ago, but we're going to just sort of cover the basics again, which is 
a spirit animal is, uh, or a totem animal. So a spirit animal is some, uh, is an animal that's with you for a period of time in your life. And a totem is generally something that's with you for your whole life. Um, <clears throat> and so a spirit animal is, uh, e- either one of them is an animal that offers you the energy of what that animal holds. Right. So, uh, you know, if, if you've got a wolf, you know, they've got that running in a pack thing. They've got the, you know, the, the smartness of working together in community. They've got the strength. They've got the, the go out there. If you get in the lone wolf energy, you could get that. But they offer you something that is in alignment with their beingness in exchange for something from you, right? And that something from you is negotiated between you and the animal that you're working with. And... You know, so if you're working with rabbit, you might be told you have to eat vegetarian during the time that that you're using what rabbit gives you, right? So if you're trying to get pregnant, working with rabbit, great energy, right? <laughs> like, hi, rabbit, can I have some of your fertility? And I will eat vegetarian for the entire time that we are working together. That would be lovely, right? Or something like that, right? <clears throat> or sometimes they ask you to feed the rabbits in the local in your yard or whatever, right? There's lots of ways to do it, but this is part of the negotiation process when you work with an animal. Now, totems tend to be with you longer term. And I have not, I don't know, Kathy, have you ever experienced, uh, I don't know that you have any totem animals that you you work well, well, you do though, right? You have panther, right? I was going to say, based on your description, I'm not sure I have any spirit animals because I don't negotiate with them. They just show up. You know, and then they say, okay, you know, we, the, yes, there was a, um, there's a lioness that showed up. Um, there is a, a, a black jaguar. Um, they told me their names. Um, they showed up a long time ago. Um, there's a rainbow serpent that showed up. Um, and most recently, a raven. And, the the instruction to me has always been if you want assistance ask right it was never a negotiation it was a and it, it's not a we're here to serve because no it, that that puts them in a position that they are not in but it's like <clears throat> sorry we're here as a resource so if you want help um ask well the rainbow serpent, the lioness, and the black jaguar have been around for a long time, and I don't ask much. Um, so recently, Raven showed up, and Raven's job is uh, to sit on my shoulder, and uh, if I don't ask, basically to peck me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Raven's a big bird, you know, it sits on the shoulder. It can reach very definitely and get the top of your head. Whack, whack, whack. And oh, I'm like, okay. You with blood running down your face because I know how <laughs> you wounds. don't ask for help. <laughs> head wounds, yes, but definitely. They bleed a lot too. Um, but anyway, so uh, I have been more conscious of the fact of the animals, spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, that have showed up in my life. Um, but I don't negotiate with them in the way you were talking about. So would those be more totems in your definitions? 
You know, I, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm talking from what other people have told me about what spirit animals are supposed to be in this moment. Um, but if I tap into the way that I have been with spirit animals in the past, uh, I don't negotiate with them either. Um, and I have been working with grandmother spider for, oh my God, 20 some years and, and grandmother snake for longer than that. And grim grandfather turtle for about the same as snake. Both of those came to me when I was like four years old. So, um, you know, those, I mean, those to me are totems and those are things that, that have ended up tattooed on my body, but not, not turtle yet, but I did do a huge amount of work with turtle. Turtle went with me on walkabout to teach me how to carry home on my back. And, uh, and so, you know, each, each time I've worked with an animal, I mean, s snake is all about healing, right? And shedding your skin and uh, the evolution of self from one carnation, incarnation to another in the same life, right? And the, the healing process of that. And so I've done a huge amount of work with snake, uh, but I can't say that I've ever done anything for them. You know, I did have to learn how to be comfortable with snake, I had, you know, which spirit delivered to me boy, a boyfriend and uh, actually two different boyfriends who had snakes and, you know, proceeded to dump the snakes on around my neck and, and teach me to be okay with them. So uh, in high school, so the, um, and college, but uh, you know, I did have to learn to get over the fear of snakes in order to do that. But the and same thing with spider, right? Obviously, I love snakes. <laughs> I've always loved snakes. Even as a kid, I loved snakes. I tried to tell the hired man. I grew up on a farm, and the hired man was terrified of them. And I would catch them and go, "But look, they're not scary." And I'd approach him with one, and he'd run screaming off in the other direction. I was seven, maybe eight. It's kind of like I didn't understand. He, he was. He called them slimy. I'm like, no, they're they're not slimy. <laughs> Stupid kid. Anyway. <laughs> this is my point, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, so I think the difference for you and I uh, versus the way that I've heard it talked about in other circles is that we don't go seeking out an animal to help us. They just show up and say, hey, I'm here, right? And you know, if you're going to seek out an animal to help you, then there's probably going to be a negotiation for that because they didn't come to you, right? Um, much like if you do deity work, same idea, right? Um, but if they come to you and say, hey, you know, time for us to talk, then that's a different story, right? And if they're a totem that's been with you forever, then presumably if there was a negotiation to be had, which I, I, I don't feel like there is, but if there were, it would have been done before you were born. So it's not relevant. So, but if something comes to you, then it is for you, right? If, uh, let me be clear, spirit animal, <laughs> not, not just anything, right? Because some things come to you because you look bright and shiny and they want to chew on you. So let's not, let, let's, let's be, be clear in our language. Um, but if a spirit animal comes to you, um, then it's for you and it's, it's there to help. Um, and you know, if it asks for something, okay, fine. But I haven't had that experience. I've done work with bear. I've done work with, with, um, you know, yeah. 
you know, the other three I mentioned. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to work with these animals. Okay. Um, you said you haven't done a lot with yours. So I'm going to, I'll talk about mine initially. You guys have heard, if you've been on the podcast with me for a very long time, because I talked about this when the podcast was brand new, um, then you will have heard my walkabout story, which is where I was working heavy duty with Grandmother Spider and uh, had my initial vision with her when I was getting my tattoo, which was my dedication to her. When I was getting my tattoo, I was I had arranged for people to come and be with me for that tattoo. And they both showed up at the last second and said, I'm sorry, I was up at the fire all night and I can't be there for you. And I'm sorry. And that was it. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. So I'm all by myself getting a tattoo, which I'd never had one before, never really wanted one, but had a dream not that long before that my back was covered in these and I knew I had to get, get it. And so, uh, and then the money showed up magically and the time showed up magically. And then these people magically disappeared. And so I showed up and there I was getting ready. I was sitting, waiting for the guy who had also been up all night at the fire circle. (laughs) And I had to wake him up and wait for him to eat his PB and J before we uh, started the process. And then as we were sitting there and he was prepping everything or while he was trying to get dressed and ready, I was thinking, well, maybe this is just a bad idea because he's not awake. They weren't awake. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's just, maybe I was wrong. And I turned and I looked in this place where he was going to do the tattoo and they're hanging from a single strand in the center of the tent was a spider. And I went, okay, all right, I'm supposed to do this. And the spider crawled back up the strand and disappeared. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yes. Well, then there's that. And so I sat down and I started, uh, you know, I was waiting for him and he started mixing his inks and whatever and, and opened up the tent so the people walking by could see in. And, and this, um, this woman ended up wandering and I'm shortening this, this story. So if you want the longer story, you'll have to go back. But um, this woman walked in and started talking with me and she uh, asked at the end, just as he was getting ready to start, she said, do you mind if I stay? Well, If you're getting a tattoo done in ritual space, whoever's there is being built into that tattoo. There is, there is stuff that goes into that. And so I looked at this woman who I'd never met before and had just been having this lovely little conversation with really hard before I said yes. (laughs) And I was like, and I surprised myself by saying, yes, you can stay. And so the tattoo artist said, you know, I just want you to reiterate what it is that you intend for this tattoo. And I said, I want to learn to walk the web of life gracefully before I learn to weave it. And he said, okay. And she went, isn't that funny? And I said, what? She said, well, that's what I'm here doing. I spin my own thread and I weave my own cloth. And that's what I'm here doing is selling my wares. And I burst into tears and he started in on the tattoo and I went into my vision with grandmother spider and she I'm like, thank you for sending me that money to support me at the right percent. And she just smacked me across the room, <laughs> literally backhanded me with one of her, her legs and said, you know, go, go over there and look at that. There was a, uh, we were in this like gray stone castle and there was this 
big, like four foot diameter well that came up out of the, the floor of this castle and not much else in the room, just this well. And I walked over to it and there was this, there was this spider web and the web had a strand that was like challenged. It was, you know, looking like it was threadbare and going to break. Right. And she said, look at that strand. I said, yeah. She said, I shore it up because it needs it. Not because it's worthy. It is an integral part of the whole and therefore I maintain it. And that is all. (laughs) I was like, okay, I got it. (laughs) She's like, have you ever asked somebody if they were worthy of healing before you did work on them? I'm like, no. And she's like, yes. So stop it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And this was the first interaction with grandmother spider. (laughs) Well, I mean, not really. I mean, she had called me earlier, which is why I was doing my dedication. You know, she had, I'd gone into the basement before I went to this festival, I'd gone into the basement of a Victorian house and went to pull the string in the center of the room to turn the light on in the middle of the night and, and had felt like I walked through a whole bunch of spider webs to get there. And I was like, Oh shit, whatever it is, I don't need it this much turned around and left. And then the next day when I went back down and there were no spider webs, I realized there had been no spider webs on me. So she had had a physical man- manifestation of interaction with me prior to this that was causing this whole thing. And so, you know, I had somebody in the house who could explain it to me and he explained to me what was going on, that she was calling me. And I was like, ah, I don't know what that means, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and this is how I ended up getting the tattoo in the first place. And then, of course, her appearing in the tattoo uh, tent and then getting the tattoo in the whole nine yards. And so... Ever since, I have continuously worked with Grandmother Spider. I mean, I I am walking the web of life gracefully is my intent. And so I'm at the stage now where I feel like I know how to walk it gracefully. And I'm now shifting into a new way of being with her, which makes me think that maybe I need to update the tattoo um, so that I'm now weaving the 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 web. So I don't know how that would be impacted in, in a tattoo form, but I am thinking about it just this moment now. So this is something for me to chew on. <laughs> I want to point out something that I find interesting about the process in your story. And it ties into one of my stories about one of my um, spirit animals. And that is that um, you started out, we started out talking about asking a spirit animal for something and negotiating a service to it. And there's an element of control in that, that, you know, I have a specific ask and I'm going to go to the, you know, you said like pregnancy and rabbits, right? I'm going to go to the specific animal that I think is going to be helpful to me. And I'm going to make my ask and then I'm going to negotiate and I'm going to fulfill my side of the contract. And there's a, the, there's a very specific energy to that. And the energy of what you're talking about, which is where they show up for you, okay, is there's there's no control over that. (laughs) (laughs) And consistently, I mean, my thing has also been about worthiness also. I think it's why I haven't asked for much is because, you know, the the first one that showed up and told me, um, the lioness that showed up and told me her name. And I happen to mention the, her name to 
<clears throat> a friend of uh, mine who's Middle Eastern. And she looked at me and she said, well, you do know that's one of the oldest names for goddess in the Middle East. And I went, ah, shit. I got a lioness with the oldest, one of the oldest names for goddess in the Middle East. What am I supposed to do with that? You know? But it's that same, There is it happens at a completely different level than working with a, a spirit animal in the, you know, you have this kind of energy that I want to work with and I'm making a negotiation versus, whoops, somebody just came and sat on your head. You know? And now what are you going to do about that? The And, and I recognize that energy of, um, I, I don't think I went so badly into I'm not worthy, but it was definitely there. <laughs> you know, it was, what What do you mean the most ancient form of goddess? Ah, what am I supposed to do with that? Picture lioness just sitting there, you know, like like giant cat taking a bath. Up to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, it, it, this has nothing to do with me. I'm just here. So... It's just very different energetically. That's what I wanted to point out. Yeah. And I think this is the difference between people who are dabbling in shamanism versus people who have been called to be shamans. And there's a difference, right? If you are using shamanic tools without following a shamanic path, then the negotiation piece is really the is really relevant because you're stepping into a, a genre that isn't yours, right? But when you are called to be a shaman, which by the way is it's yeah, it's not a calling so much as a drag by your hair, <laughs> kicking and screaming, right? Um, and when you're called to be a shaman, things just show up, and this is just what is, right? And and there isn't a need for negotiation because usually you're the one doing what you're being told <laughs> rather than gaining something specific. Although there are benefits to it, but it's not a, it's not a give and take. It's a relationship and it's a, it's a, hmm, how do I say this? Um, it's, you're learning to step into the beingness of the animal that you're working with. There's, it, it's a shape-shifting sort of thing, right? It's, it's a shape-shifting light. <laughs> Probably the best way I can think of it. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're gathering the energy of that and, and living into it. So, you know, yeah, there's just, there's, there's a structure and an organization to spider, right? Because of the web, right? There's a dealing with the elements and managing the, the, you know, finding the food in the web and, you know, doing, you know, being fast and, you know, all the things creating your, your world using your own really strong thread, right? You know, pound for pound spider web is stronger than pretty much anything if I remember correctly. So I believe that's correct. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot to that energy and working with that. And there are some tribes, Native American tribes that don't believe that you can have spider or snake as totems. Um, they, they in fact think that they're evil. So there's that too. Well, Raven doesn't exactly have a good connotation in a number of contexts either. 
as a harbinger of death and a few other things along that way. But they are very long-lived birds with very good memories, and you don't want to tick them off because they remember you. And they're massive. And they're huge. That's exactly right. So we had a couple of ravens live in, in, on top of the house next door to us. They've roosted there for a while. Those things are huge, like like turkey size huge, not, not like fat, but that size, right? And they're big. They're big animals, um, big birds. Um, okay, so working with your spirit animal. I'm trying to think of a specific instance. So a snake for me. Snake showed up over and over again in my life. I mean, I found snake skins everywhere. Uh, The boy next door had a coiled cobra in his room that just was set up with the hood out. It was taxidermied, right? Set up with the coiled and and hood out and looking like it was going to strike. That thing was terrifying. And, um, And then the two boyfriends who had snakes. And, you know, while I was on walkabout, I found a rattlesnake, uh, Uh, skin in the woods and you know just all the different ways in which snakes showed up and of course i'm a healer i'm naturally a healer that's that's who i am and the snakes are on the caduceus for a reason and so you know i done a huge amount of work with snake over the years um in both the healing side and in the transformation side in the initiation stuff that we've done um and that i've done individually And so snake showed up in a lot of that. And it wasn't, for the most part, it wasn't actively working with snake per se. I did do one ritual where I created a a chant for her and did that whole thing with her. But I wasn't working directly with snake for most of the work that I did that was snake related. But snake was in my life and the energy of snake was in my life. And that energy played into all of the pieces and parts that I did. Does that make sense? Um, I would say uh, similar things. You know, it's not like I ever asked them for much, but I know that they've got my back on the astral in terms of, you know, um, the black jaguar um, will get you in the shadows and the other one will get you in the sun. So (laughs) there's in the light. So, you know, both sides of that one. Um, well, and we know grandmother spider had my back on the astral because of the day that, that we went to set our, our, uh, we, we were doing, that was the, uh, every step is sacred retreat. And, um, Kathy and I were setting up, uh, a specific energetic for the event. And she looked at me and said, okay, meet me at the supernal temple. And I was like, yeah, Okay. And we both went into the astral individually and, you know, silently uh, out loud in terms of silence. Right. And, and I went into the astral and then I just stopped and I looked around and I went, I have no idea where the supernal temple is. I've never been there. I'm not even sure what the supernal temple is. <laughs> I'm like, this could be a problem. And I went, grandmother spider, can you help me? And she was like, yeah, sure. I know where that is. And so she, took me to the supernal temple. I show up, Kathy's there. We do our thing. We come back out of state and come back into physical reality. And Kathy looks at me and says, what was the spider doing in the supernal temple? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd never seen a spider in there before. Yeah. And I said, I didn't know how to get there. She, she was my guide. <laughs> so, you know, walk the web of life gracefully, right? That was the deal. So, but you, you have these moments in your work as a spiritual practitioner where you cannot not believe things are true anymore, anymore where you have evidence that proves that, that it's there because you didn't say anything out loud about a spider. You didn't tell her before you went into the space that you didn't know where it was. You didn't tell her that, that you worked, that, that you were going to ask directions from, an, from one of your spirit guides. You didn't say any of it. And she comes out going, why was there a spider in the corner? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, because I needed directions. <laughs> And I'm sure she was just hanging out to make sure I could get home, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like that. So these are the moments where you go, Oh crap, this stuff is real. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, that's kind of my stuff. You have anything else you want to share? Well, I, I do think I want to hone in on the fact that we've really talked about two approaches. We've talked about the, a more, you know, as you said, drag kicking and screaming into shamanism where spirit animals show up and their guides and supports and, you know, um, things along that line. And then we talked about very briefly what you said initially, which is that you have a specific request uh, for a specific kind of energy and you seek out that animal and you negotiate that piece. And we really didn't talk about that much, largely because neither one of us have much experience, if it, if any, with that particular dynamic. It's not how we interact with spirit animals. But I want to say both sides have their their benefits, right? Um, and uh, just because we didn't spend much time on the make a, find the animal, make a request, do a negotiation, doesn't mean that it's not a, a valid approach. It's just different. Absolutely true. So, and I'm pretty sure that the earlier episode that we did covered that part. So if you're looking more for that part, then go back and find the other episode. Um, Okay. So with that said, I want to remind you that we go and we learn all these really cool things so that we can become better magicians and energy workers and practitioners. And that that requires also doing your personal growth work along the way. And so I'm going to remind you that we do have the Welcome to the Woo program and the Woo Squared programs that are great for people who are starting to do their work or who are looking to build a solid foundation. Because you may have done some work around this stuff for two, three, five years. Some people even 10, 15 years. But if you miss stuff... And you're, then you'll get stuck. At some point, you're going to get stuck. So even if you've been doing this, and I've, I ran into this with, with somebody I was working with. Um, she had been studying for like 25 years. And she had never once run across any teacher who felt like teaching her boundaries was a good idea. And that says something about the teachers out there. And so you know, 25 years, she's in this process, and she doesn't know how to set decent boundaries. And so, you know, 
that's that was keeping her pretty stuck, right? You can't, after a certain point, you just can't get past that unless you learn the basic pieces. And she was doing more and more advanced work trying to find the answer when she had actually missed something core in the foundation. And so this is the other reason why the Welcome to the Woo and the Woo Squared programs exist is so that you can make sure your foundation is solid so that you're not going looking for an answer in some esoteric high-end text that is actually something that you missed in 101, right? Because there's no freaking curriculum, right? <laughs> and everybody's teaching a tiny little bit here and a tiny little bit there and da, 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 da. And this is why I put all of this stuff together is so that you guys don't miss any of the basics, right? So if you are feeling like you're stuck, if you're more advanced and you, you're stuck and you're not knowing why, maybe it's this. Come come have a discovery call. Go go to the website. Take the quiz. It's on the homepage of, of the website, the very top. Go to the website. Take the quiz. It'll tell you where you belong in the program series. And then, um, and then come and set up a discovery call with me. And we will talk about exactly where you are and what you may have missed and what's going on. And if you're just getting started and you're listening to the later episodes, I'm going to remind you that this is the advanced level episodes. And if you're just getting started, these are going to be a little over your head sometimes. And so maybe start at the beginning, right? Um, but you're still, it's still great for you to come to Welcome to the Woo and get started there. Okay. So with that said, uh, Kellyism for the day, unless you want to do a Kathyism, do you have a wrap up thought? I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Oh, okay. Um, if they come for you, don't run. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If they come for you, don't run. Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> they will find you and they will peck you on the head. And they will peck you on the head until there's blood coming down your face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't do blood magic with that blood. Mm -mm. That would be bad. <laughs> okay. All right. With that said... <laughs> This has been another episode of Spirit Sherpa. <laughs> and I still don't remember what the closing is. So that's what it's going to be. And, you know, so we're, we'd love to have you. Please like, rate, and share uh, the podcast with your friends. Please join the Facebook by uh, Kelly Sparta podcast uh, Facebook group. And, um, and, you know, join the mailing list. We'd love to have you. All right. And that's it for this week. So long, y'all. Bye. Bye. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue 
and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.